this is the Empowering Health Podcast. If you're a female living with type 1 diabetes and you care about your health, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andy Balog, and I specialize in helping women just like you navigate all things nutrition, exercise, sleep, and blood sugars so you can feel confident and in control in your body and your life with T1D. Let's go. Hey there, how are you? I hope you're having a good day. I do wonder when most of you are listening to these episodes. Always makes me wonder when I'm like, hello, like, you know, I'm currently sitting here in my Udi. Um, It is supposed to be spring here in South Australia. Um, And the weather forecast says it might hail today. So that might explain why I'm sitting here in my Udi and warm, fluffy socks. And it's very cold today. Luckily, tomorrow it's going back to normal um, weather. But crazy. But I do wonder, is it morning there? Is it nighttime? When do you guys listen to these episodes? I'm really, really curious. Are you listening to me while you're working out? It'd be really weird. Like it just is weird to me thinking about people listening to my voice while they're going on a walk. But that's the time we're living in right now. Podcasts are just the way to go. I guess it's not that weird because I listen to podcasts all the time. Literally, I have one going almost all day, every day. And sometimes I have to pause a podcast to record my podcast. So it's really funny. But um, yeah, I'd love to know. Maybe you could um, answer the poll at the bottom of this episode if you're on Spotify. Um, I'll just put a poll up and be like, what time is it where you're listening to this episode? <laughs> That'd be really funny. So make sure you answer that. But this is another Q&A episode of the podcast. And if you want to ask a question to be answered in future episodes, make sure you use the link in the show notes below or you can go to empoweringhealth.com.au and click podcast and you will find a form to fill out and that will basically submit it to me and then I will answer your question live in one of the future episodes. And this question was asked by Emma Lee on Instagram. So the question is, do I need to be pre-bolusing and if so, how long should it be? So you tell me, do you pre-bolus? Because I feel like this is one of those things we don't like to admit, just like when someone asks us if we've changed our Lancet recently and we just like smile and nod. And type 1 diabetics don't just talk about whether we pre-bolus or not. It's like an unwritten law. It's, you know, we just, we don't talk about it. Um, but seriously, it can completely up-level your blood sugar and your T1D management because short and fast acting insulins currently on the market, like Nova Rapid um, or Novolog, if you're in the US, or Humalog, um, or a Pedra, they weren't designed to just be injected and take their effect instantly. They can take between 15 to 30 minutes to kick in and they don't reach their peak until like an hour after you inject. So taking this into account, everyone should be pre-bolusing at least some of the time, unless you're using an ultra rapid style of insulin like Fiasp or a Fresa. Um, and we don't have a Fresa here in Australia, but if you're lucky enough to have a Fresa in um, the US, so lucky. Uh, so any of you listening in Australia, a Fresa is insulin that is inhaled. Um, and you can take it with you like wherever you go, like kind of like a puffer. It's very small. Um, and you just inhale it instead of like injecting it, which I think is so cool. And, um, Fias Benafresa, they can start working within five to 10 minutes of injection or inhalation. So everyone should be pre-bolusing at least some of the time, unless you're using like one of those ultra rapid styles of insulin, because they 
generally don't require like a pre-bolus. It, it could actually be dangerous if you do one with those. So if you're taking any fast acting insulins that I mentioned originally, so like Novolog, Novorapid, Humalog, Apidra, um, you will benefit from a pre-bolus some of the time. So having said all of this in general, a pre-bolus using a short acting insulin like these, a length of between 15 to 30 minutes should be used. Practicing trial and error though, when you do and don't need to pre-bolus as everyone can be different and taking into account that the following factors could affect when or whether you need to do a pre-bolus at all. It should also be noted that waiting longer than 30 minutes for these insulins I mentioned, it's not going to give you a better effect. I have a lot of clients who think like, cause it's just like normal to think um, you know, more is better. Like if something's good, then more is better. It's always how we kind of think about it. So if we have success with like a shorter pre-bolus, we think, oh, if we wait a bit longer, it'll have an even better effect. But it's not the case because insulin, like getting your insulin right, is all about timing um, a lot of the time. So you need to make sure you're hitting the timing correctly. So waiting longer than what worked is going to have the opposite effect. You're going to end up being high or low. So you want to make sure you're just waiting just enough time for it to have the effect you want and no longer or shorter. So even 30 minutes can be a bit long for many people. Um, and most sit around the 20 minute mark for ideal pre-bolusing time. So in saying that there is no one set pre-bolus time, it can vary based on the time of day or time of month for you if you're listening to this and you're a lady, um, the type of insulin you're using, where you inject, the temperature, your current blood sugar, and whether you have exercised recently. So obviously there's a lot of factors there. If you want to know more about these factors and how they can affect pre-bolus time and how to know the like perfect pre-bolus time at any time of day or in any circumstance, you can watch the full training on pre-bolusing in my Thrive membership. The link for that is below. And so it'll go through what we've just gone through, plus all of these different factors that can affect pre-bolus time further, because you may have already been trying to pre-bolus a certain amount of time, but it's maybe not working. And that could be due to one of these factors. So if you join the Thrive membership, you'll also be able to access the entire video trainings database with all of the past and and future live trainings as well. And I host new trainings in the membership every month. And you can also submit your topics of choice as well. So it's basically you run the membership. So that's what's so cool about it. And again, the link for that is in the show notes below. I hope to see you in the next live training, but otherwise I hope this has helped you figure out at least, you know, the average pre-bolusing time that most of us should be using. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. If this podcast has inspired you and you're ready for change, you can apply to work with me by clicking the link in the show notes or go to empoweringhealth.com.au and click apply for coaching. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review and share it with other T1Ds you know so I can continue to help others. You can also find me on Instagram at the T1D Nutritionist and I'll catch you in the next episode.